Rebels of the Interwebs to Zay Christie. And me, Kelly. And you're back joining us once again in Unnerved, a horror movie podcast. Hey, welcome back, welcome back. If you are new here, Christy and I cover a horror movie every other week and we just like to talk about it. Because we're opinionated. Yeah, we just enjoy watching horror. I mean, let's be real. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to continue our Psycho theme. Mm-hmm. Last time we covered Psycho yep. from 1960. 1960. And this week we're covering my choice, which is American Psycho from 2000. Now, this one was also based on a book, which also was based on Psycho. So, you know, it just all kind of worked out. So, book of the same name, author, Brett Easton Ellis. Okay. And the book came out in 1991, so there was a nine-year gap between the book and the movie. Yeah. So, yeah. Kelly, yeah. let's just hit us with the cast right away. Okay. We have a lot to talk about with this We movie. do. We have a lot of opinions, so we're just going to plow through So, cast stuff. is Christian Bale, is Patrick Bateman. I mean, you gotta love him. He is your psycho. He is a psycho, but that's it. Yeah. Justin Thoreau is Timothy Bryce, his colleague of Bateman. Josh Lucas is Craig McDermott, another colleague. Bill Sage is David Van Patten, another colleague. Chloe Savini is Jean, that's Bateman's secretary. She's actually pretty. I like that. Reese Witherspoon is Evelyn Williams, that's Bateman's fiance. Love Reese Witherspoon. She has a legally bond moment later on in the movie, and it's She's great. She's great in this movie. Uh, Samantha Mathis is Courtney Rowlandson. That is his, the one that he likes to have sex with, right? That's Yeah, that's the person he's getting an affair with. Yeah. Uh, Matt Ross is Louis Crother. He is, uh, he's secretly... He's the gay one! Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Jared Leto is Paul Allen. Another, another colleague, I guess. Willem Dafoe, Dafoe is Donald Kimball. He's the private investigator. Kara Seymour is Christy. She is a sex worker. And then Guinevere Turner is Elizabeth, who is a friend of Bayman's, an acquaintance, acquaintance of Bayman. So, we've seen quite a few of these names before. Yeah, and Jared Leto and, you know, Willem Dafoe being the two that we've discussed on this podcast before. And he's, it's directed by Mary Heron. I didn't read that right. My poor eyes. So, we got actually quite a few, like, heavy hitter actors in this. It has an all-star cast. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's cast well. It is cast well. I can't, I really can't hate on it for the casting. Do we want to talk about this from the get-go? Kelly, how about you just tell us how you feel? Can you tell I'm chopping at the bit? I mean, <laughs> I under I understand you're going through a lot of emotions right now. Yeah. How about, how does that make you feel? I find this movie extremely distasteful. Yes. Now, it's a hard thing. It doesn't hold up well within the 23 years it's been out. Now, now my question is, is that the point? Yes. And, like, I get that. However, out of context, it does not age well. It's really terrible. Yes. It's not a fun movie to watch. I find parts of it still enjoyable. It's the a kills. A scene or two. It's the kills. But there's not enough of them to make it a good movie. Everybody's going to be coming after Kelly for the hate. I really don't enjoy this. I don't watch this movie every year because I don't like the ending. The ending is also... I want to talk about that when we get there. Yeah. But... I'm just saying it's not one of my personal favorites because of the ending. But I still... I'll still watch it from time to time. I just... I don't think I ever really want to rewatch this. It's very misogynistic. 
Yeah. Um, the male gaze is everywhere. And it's just... It's like... in the fact that everything that happens is meaningless, it's meaningful. Which is a weird thing. Because it, nothing really matters that happens. Mm-hmm. And I don't usually like that very much. So I just... And, Ah, like, you just hate everyone. You hate everyone yeah. in this movie. Of course. At least all the males. Even some of the women. Some of the women, but, like... No! You, like, you dislike the women, but you fucking hate the men. Yeah, yeah. Except Willem Dafoe. He's just trying to do his job. We love Willem Dafoe. He can't do any wrong. No, he's just the unicorn. Yeah, we love him. We love him. But there's not enough of him. So, let's just... Let's start chit-chatting about this. So... It takes place in 1987, mm-hmm. so already it's going back in time. 13 years from the date of this movie. Yes. So we're hanging out in the 80s. Mm-hmm. You know. uh, Patrick Bateman, which the last name Bateman is derived from Bates, Bates from mm-hmm. Psycho. So, hey, you know, fun facts <laughs> right out the gate, yo. He is a young, wealthy, like, investment banker type dude, like, in he's stocks like, and Wall Street. He's like that preppy private school college guy who went to Harvard and thinks because he went to Harvard he's the best shit ever. You know what this movie is? What? 80s Wolf of Wall Street with murder. Yeah, it really is. I think we even said that at one point. When we were well, we, we got Wolf of Wall Street mm-hmm. for like the, the fact that they're like heavy businessmen and mm-hmm. they're doing all this debauchery. No. Like it fully is Wolf of Wall Street mm-hmm. with murder. Yes. Less drugs, more murder. Le- yeah. I, well, there's still a lot of drugs. Have you seen Wolf of Wall Street? It's been a while. It's been a while. He's so hopped up on drugs, he cannot drive. He thinks he drove normal. He totaled his car in that movie. Okay, yeah, then there are more drugs. There are more drugs in Wolf of Wall Street than in this movie. And this movie's in cocaine era. Yeah. And there <laughs> is lots of cocaine in this movie. Oh, yeah, because it's, it's the 80s. Yeah. But Stephen King would have been amped. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Patrick Bateman is, you know. We found out he's, life. yeah. We find out he's got fiance. We find out his morning health routine, how he has a glowing complexion, his whole skincare routine, mm-hmm. his whole exercise routine, which he does while watching the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And like you do have to appreciate, Christian Bale is very fit in this movie. He is. Definitely a method actor. Yes. So he transforms his body to fit the role. Like, he's done that for Batman. He's done that for another movie where he had to be, like, under 100 pounds. And he succeeded that. Yeah. Which, this man goes through the most unhealthy ways to do a movie. Did it work? Yeah. Sure. He he has a whole monologue during this whole sequence of him... like Which being introduced. To I will say family. I do like the monologue because it, it sets up a psychotic individual that's just like, I have my shit together. But did you know that I, I like my murder on this side? Yeah, a little bit. But I almost wish it was more cheeky than that. Like I wish it had gone into that tone and said it's like I don't have emotions. I feel greed and something else, anger maybe. But other than that, I don't feel anything. I mean that's. Patrick Bateman is my face, but he's not who I am. Serial killers don't feel emotion. Which is like, like I said, this it's psychopaths don't, and he's also and also a lot of them become CEOs, and this guy just has them both. Yeah. Murder and money. 
He's murder and money. He's got M and M's. It's just gross. Well, he goes into the office. We've got a few individuals that like are flipping the names of who's who. They mist- one guy mis- like Jared Leto's character mistakes Patrick Bateman for Timothy mm-hmm. all the time, and they, they have similar like. Haircuts, suits, everything. Jawline, yeah, they they do look similar, but they're different enough where you should be able to tell. Right, but Jared Leto doesn't give two shits. No one gives two shits. No, no one in this and entire they movie have a, actually gives a shit. And they have a dick measuring contest with their business cards. That's fucking weird. Look at this. It's bone with elegant black and like Times New Roman font mm-hmm. type shit. And like, look at that. And then the next guy whips out his, and all of them say vice president. Which yeah. is weird. So, like, no, the, that's normal. Yeah, but, like, you have six vice presidents? They're just sucking each other's dicks. Obviously. So, the next one, he's like, oh, this is eggshell white. And this has a different font. And then the next guy goes. And, like, this is, like, derailing Patrick to the point where he's like, gosh, look at that watermark. <laughs> like, yeah, he, like... He gets mad because he thinks he's top shit. And then he finds something that he likes about someone else's yes that like it one ups them yeah and he gets mad that he keeps getting one upped Mm -hmm. he feels inferior in his tiny little man complex that he has yeah and it's just mm. he gets angry we also find out also they all hate each other there's no love here we find out that the person that he's engaged to is also having an affair and he's having an affair with this lady and it's just it no one everyone sucks Everyone yeah. sucks. Yeah. Uh, we also, let's see, after the dick measuring business card fiasco, yeah, he gets angry. Uh, then Bateman, we have the first kill of the movie yep. immediately, is the homeless man and his dog. He's mad about the business cards. He's got to take it out a little bit on somebody, I guess. Yeah, and that's, he's, in his mind, he's like, oh, Okay, actually acting out on these urges made me feel better. Mm-hmm. So, I'm going to start planning on doing this a little bit more professionally. He also kills a dog in this scene. Yeah, he curbs Tom's dog. But, if you go by the ending, he never killed the dog. Oh, we'll talk about it. Yeah. Uh, we just ruined everything, so was, you didn't know, you didn't know, and we're sorry. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, sorry, because you should know that we ruin everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so making plans for a Christmas party. Yeah, he's got his fiance. His like, fiance, and she's got a new pet. Yeah, it's a piggy. piggy. And he's adorable. He's very cute. Bateman hates it. Bateman hates her. He hates. He hates everybody. Yes. Name one thing that he likes in this movie that's not murder. Sex. That's true. Okay. Himself. Yeah. Okay. One, two, three. There's there's three things. This is top three. Tennis shoes. Tennis shoes? Yeah, remember he runs out bare naked in tennis shoes. I don't know if he likes tennis shoes. I think he just needed something for his feet. He had tread. <laughs> I cannot be sliding on this vicious blood. I need some traction. He's sliding on these hoes and on these hoes. <laughs> but anyway, anyway, they have this Christmas party and their thing. And, and he is mad at Jared Leto. Yeah. Paul Allen is like, 
gotten reservations at a really, really high-end fancy restaurant that he can't seem to get into. Dorcia. Mm -hmm. And that's some top shit, I guess. Yeah, that he can call day of and get in. Mm Mm-hmm. Which Bateman can't do that. And then that makes him mad because there's something that somebody has that he can't have. Yes. And we saw we saw this happen because he tried to take his mistress to Dorcia, couldn't get in, got her his fucking hammered. She was already on a lot of drugs. And then got her worse. I, I really do think he pushed oh, yeah. it. So that way she couldn't remember where they had gone because they didn't get into Dorcia. Even yep. though he promised that. Well, she passed out real hard. Yeah, she did. At the table. Yep. Uh, And she already did a bunch of drugs. So, just... She's unhappy. All she needed was probably some Advil and a little sleeping Mm -hmm. pill, and she was out. Mm -hmm. Like, that's all that was needed. But, yeah, so, he's mad about that, so... And Paul Allen is the one that is forgetting who Bateman is compared to another guy. Yeah. So... Bateman takes advantage of that. He's like, hey, uh, how about you and I meet at this place? And it's Some, like, like it's better than Dorcia. Mm-hmm. I tell ya, it's like, it's the next best thing that's up and coming. Mm-hmm. And it's like, gross. And then he gets him, subsequently gets him really, really, really drunk. Oh yeah. Takes him back to the apartment to hang out. And hip to be squared, this is that scene. Mm-hmm. I love this scene. It's an iconic scene. It's probably the best scene in the entire movie. It is the best scene in the entire movie. It's something that everybody in the horror world knows, this scene. Mm-hmm. And he's got plastic all over his nice white, like, apartment. Mm-hmm. He has, like, a little rain slicker on. Yep. He grabs his axe, and he kills okay. Paul Allen there. Yes, yes. And easy cleanup, because it's all plastic. Mm-hmm. He takes Paul Allen back to Paul Allen's apartment mm-hmm. and sets it up to make it look like Paul Allen went to Paris. Yes. No notice or anything, but, like, changed the answering machine. Mm-hmm. Packed a suitcase with some of his stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep, made it look like he literally left. Mm-hmm. So, Paul Allen's missing. Yeah. And guess who... Guess who's gotta come and figure out what happened? Oh, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe, because he's a nice investigator named Donald. Yeah. He's, like, just looking for some information about where Patrick Bateman was, if he knows anything about his disappearance, the family's concern, whole thing. Patrick Bateman is not good about playing this off. No. So they actually did three different versions of the scenes with Willem Dafoe. Really? So Willem Dafoe was supposed to do a scene where he was highly suspicious of Bateman. Okay. Then the next one where he's like really not considering Bateman as a suspect at all, just needs to follow the rules and get information on this guy's backup. Mm -hmm. And one where he absolutely has no idea and is just going in blind. Okay. So, and, and they kind of alternated. They, like, use shots from the different parts of those three Yeah, because you can see like, there are instances where he's like, he are you good, it. bro? Yeah. Because I know you're up to some shit. And there's other, he's like, all right, we'll see you later. Interesting. So, yeah, like they had that. Willem Dafoe do three different versions of his character and his settings so that there was no way to, like, really have Bateman pinpoint whether or not he was being considered a suspect. Correct. Mm-hmm. 
So, but Bateman, he's sweating. He's like, yeah. Ugh, am I really gonna be like caught for this? Like maybe, maybe not. And then, Willem Dafoe's like, all right, thanks for your time. Yeah. Bye. Peace. Well, we'll be in touch. Yeah. I'll uh, probably have more he questions. He said, I want more yeah. questions out of you, but I know this is a bad time. Let's have lunch in a few weeks. Yeah. And tell me what you remember. Right. Which, this is where he starts spiraling. Like, he, where Bateman can't keep... Reality away from... Uh, fantasy. Yeah. He can't keep his story straight. He mishears people mm-hmm. saying certain words. He starts he, to go down the this cycle of, we like, start hearing him say sentences yeah. that are supposed to be meant in his brain mm-hmm. and like to us it's jarring like he's like i just bashed this guy's face in mm-hmm. and everybody else is like oh yeah like the christmas party was great like they don't hear what we hear because mm-hmm. it's all in his head yep these sentences and instances he's it's slowly going down this rabbit hole of just psychosis yeah so, now that Paul Allen is, like, around, we gotta figure out how to have an eyewitness of Paul Allen. Mm-hmm. So, he invites two sex workers over, and he calls them Christy and Sabrina. Not their names. He's just like, those are your names today. Yeah. Uh, over to Paul Allen's apartment, mm-hmm. saying, I am Paul Allen. Remember mm-hmm. my name. I'm Paul Allen. And he has a lot of sex with them. Okay, cool. Consensual, like, okay, cool. You're paying for it. It's fine until... It, and videotape? Okay, yeah, kind of weird. Okay, cool. And then he tortures them. Yeah. At least one of them. They both had markings on they them. They both did, but one had it way worse. I think so. One was like, okay, that was uncomfy and that happened, but the other one I think had things done... Internally. Internally that caused her to just have a lot of medical issues. Yeah. And with and it was a metal coat hanger that he was using. Yes. So it's fucking gross. It is, and it's not shown on screen, but it's all implied. And it's and then it's confirmed Mm -hmm. from the sex worker later. Like I said, not shown. Yeah. Uh, so he is like, okay, so now if anybody's looking for Paul Allen, maybe they'll come forward and say Paul Allen fucking tortured me. Yep. And but they're sex workers. Mm-hmm. It's illegal to be a sex worker. Yeah, it is. In that time. It, it still is. is now, but, like, people kind of like, yeah, we understand. you got to make a living. Just don't flaunt it. <laughs> it's more accepted now. I mean, we have other ways. Like, OnlyFans is a thing that's it's kind I'm of I'm saying it's quote-unquote more acceptable now, mm-hmm. quote-unquote, because there's also not the stigma of, like, oh, my gosh, you are unclean because you had sexy time. Yeah. 80s, far different. Yeah. You're looked down on no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. Everybody sees themselves as above you mm-hmm. in any circumstance. Right. So, different. So, because they are sex workers in the 80s, you can't really go to the police and be like, hey, this guy paid me for sex, but he also fucking tortured me for money. Yeah. Like. Yeah. And it wasn't consensual type deal. Mm-hmm. Like, I was not okay with a coat hanger going in my vagina. Yeah. Like. It's Or it's ass. Awful. We don't know which one. Both would suck. I don't want anything about it. So, he, good old Patrick Bateman, he's, mm-hmm. he's like, okay. He goes out with the guys and everything like that. And the, the gay, Louis, yes, Louis, Louis, Louis the gay one. 
he wrote, he's like, I got a new business card too, guys. And he shows it, and it's fine. Yeah. Bateman isn't, like, mad about it. He's just, oh, like. He irked. He's irked because, like, I think Louis interrupted Guy's night. Yeah. Like, he was, like, he's Louis's not off. part of the four yeah. that were there having, like, out drinks, cocaine, and cigars. Yeah. Louis interrupted. Yeah this situation. So, uh, he's not mad about the business card, because the business card's not that great. And even all the other guys are like, oh, yeah, it's fine. No, he's mad that his time was getting interrupted. Mm-hmm. So, he decides to follow he, That he's gonna go bathroom. strangle him in the bathroom. But, you know, he gets a little thrown off. Because yeah, Louis's like, I want you too! Yeah. And he's like, I am unclean. <laughs> I am unclean. Yeah, he washes his hands with the gloves he had on. Yeah, because his gloves are unclean. It's humorous because Louis Louis completely re- re- misreads the situation. Oh, yeah. And then as Patrick Bateman is literally running out of this establishment, he's like, call me. Exactly. <laughs> Love that. I mean, it was, I mean, that's how you gotta stay, like, alive, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just be gay. <laughs> God, in the 80s, that's such not a thing. No, it's not. It's definitely not a thing. Roll the reversal. The gay guy didn't, like, die. I kind of love that for him. We love that. And Pride Month? When we're recording When we're recording this, it's Pride Month still. Yep. So. By the time this comes out, it'll be July, It'll be July. We're recording. We recorded Psycho. We had Panera. And then we recorded this. We're trying to get a little ahead of the game now. We're busy because it's summertime. It's summertime. We're playing volleyball. We're playing Dungeons Dragons because we're nerds. Yeah, we hella nerds. Hella nerds. <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, he storms out of the restaurant. Yes. And then, um, well, there's a second interview. What? Yeah, so I'm pretty sure they go to lunch finally. Okay. Um. And Bateman is not getting his story straight. No. He's not keeping his stuff together. It's all over the Not place. confirming with the inspector as to what is actually going on. And I think this is where, the, like, regardless of the take, you would be suspicious. Mm-hmm. This man is not getting it together. So, you know, whatever. Okay. Bye. And I'm pretty sure also then the secretary... Yeah, no, so. secretary goes over to his place first and reminds him of the lunch, of the lunch right? interview the next day. Okay, yeah. so sorry we got those two scenes mixed up, but the secretary invites over for dinner. She is, is hanging in out love on the with ca- him, so she yeah. says yes. I mean, hot boss, you know. And okay. she's kind of spilling her guts a little bit on the couch, talking to him while he's walking around behind her with a nail gun pointed at her head. Yeah, and there was a head in the freezer mm-hmm. there, and he's, he's got, it. he's looking at duct tape and all of this, and he gets distracted by a phone call that goes straight to the answering machine, and it's his fiance mm-hmm. talking to him. He puts on the nail gun, and he's like, I think you should go. He actually saves her. I don't, it's like a moment of reality for him. Yeah. Something. And she feels bad this, yeah. because she didn't realize he was still with Evelyn. Yes. So she's like, mm, okay, um, this got, just kind of revealed everything about you. Um, I'm a go. Yeah. And she looked pretty cute that night. She did. Feel, she did. Feel bad I felt bad for her. I yeah. didn't, I didn't, because she dodged a bullet. She did. But she didn't deserve to be treated. And then you're right, on the way out, she's like, you have a lunch date tomorrow with Kimball, don't forget. And then, then he meets with a detective. Yeah. 
And he's flubbing all of his remarks and everything like that. So, then he finds Christy again. Not her real name, just what he calls her. And coerks her into, like, getting back into the limo. No, no, at this point, we know she had a lot of, you know, that This is where she reveals, she's like, I'm not getting in that car. You did a lot of shit to me that I didn't like. He's, He's like, you're right, nothing like last time, I promise, and... He offers offers money to talk, she gets the money, they have the conversation, she tries to leave again, he's like, nothing like last time. She's hurting for cash, so she accepts it again. I wish she would have listened to her gut. I wish so too. But she goes back to Paul Allen's apartment, Mm -hmm. and we meet another uh, actual acquaintance, a nice person, Elizabeth, Uh, and she's kind of drunk. Well, he also has put something in the wine, I think we saw. He put something in the wine, but she's already drunk. Yes, yeah. So she's not, like, she doesn't have her wits about her, Mm -hmm. even when she's then taking the drug. He offers, or basically mentions the idea of a three-way with her, or, like, her having sex with another woman. She's like, no, absolutely not. And then we cut to her and Christy. And Christy didn't fully drink no she was she's aware of what's going on. she's like this man did some fucked up shit to me before i don't trust him not gonna drink what he gave me she acts like she drank it but she didn't okay we had talked about that we weren't yeah sure. i fully don't think that she did because she, the second she found an opening she, she bolted needs. and she could yeah so she grabs her clothes but as she's grabbing her clothes bateman is literally eating Elizabeth alive under the sheets. The, she he got an artery, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like There's he, blood everywhere. He's eating her. Yeah. And he pops out of the covers, which I kind of like that scene yeah. for a, a second for a cycle. And she's like, "Fuck my clothes!" And she just starts running. She finds all the other corpses that mm-hmm. he presumably did. He find she finds like Paul Allen. She finds other prostitutes, other people. There's a lot of dead bodies in this particular apartment. Yes. And this is Paul Allen's apartment. Yes. This is where he's like, okay, this is like my, my murder crib. Mm-hmm. Welcome to my crib. <laughs> this is where I keep Paul Allen. <laughs> yep. This is where I keep Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. And so she's like, I, I, she makes it out. And she is running down the hall and she's smart. She's trying to bang on all the doors. Mm-hmm. Trying to get someone's attention. Yep. No one is coming out. Yeah. But Bateman runs naked with his but, tennis but with shoes. his tennies, with his tennies, and a chainsaw. Yeah. Chases her down the hall, and he stops at the stairwell, and she's going. Yeah, and he's circular stairwell. So yeah. She's going around and loose. So he's timing it so that when she comes out of the spiral to be right in the center, he drops the chainsaw, and it lands on her when she leaves the. It's stair. gruesome. Is this your favorite death? I'd say this is my favorite death. It's more crazy. Uh, I mean, like you. Paul Allen is scene. so. With Paul Allen, but the death itself, I think, is better with this one. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, then it cuts to him doodling that in crayon. Yes. At a restaurant with Reese Witherspoon trying to plan their wedding. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't think we should see each other anymore. And so she has her another legally blonde moment where she's getting fucking dumped mm-hmm. by a misogynistic rich man at a nice restaurant. Yep. Like, this woman knows how to play getting dumped at a restaurant, let me tell you. And she starts, Makes a scene! Yeah, but, like, he when he's like, I can't do this, and he just gets up and leaves, 
She stops crying immediately. She's not all that hard. She's not. She's not. This is not her Warner. No. <laughs> um, so he goes on a fucking bender and he's shooting people, janitors. The cars shooting towards up. cops. Mm-hmm. Like you can tell that this is now fake. Yeah, this is, I don't think this is real. Because no way does he shoot once at a car and it just blows up. It literally is very, like, It takes some time. Yes. And he's running through apartment buildings, he's Mm -hmm. shooting up janitors, receptionists. He tries to feed the ATM the cat. Yeah. He's nuts. Feed the cat, okay. And then, so he makes it to work. Yeah. And he calls his lawyer. Yeah. He's like, hey... I don't remember how many I killed. It could have been 20 to 40 people. I've eaten some of them. I've done inexplainable things. Like, he's tested everything in the book. He's like, I've done everything. I've tested out every single serial killer motive. I've done everything. Um, and, and I killed Paul Allen. And I killed Paul Allen and all of this. And nobody really, no one stops him. No. So, in a state of hysteria, you know, he... Is back at his apartment for a little bit, but he goes back to work. Yeah. Like, nothing happened. It's weird. He talks to his colleagues during lunch. Everything. Finds his lawyer. He's like, hey, did you get my phone call? He's like, oh, yeah, that was a joke. Oh, don't forget, there's... While it's happening, Gene's looking at... I'm talking about he goes back to Paul Allen's apartment before he goes back to work. Because that's the last scene. The... So he goes back to Paul Allen's apartment and nothing is there. It's it's spotless. They're selling it. He has a weird confrontation with a woman there who asks some some questions and is basically like, this man's special. And then... Yeah. Then he goes to work. Yes. Hangs out with his... Hey, lawyer guy, did you get my phone call? Oh yeah, that was a funny joke. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't even think it's Patrick Bateman. No. He does not realize that that is Patrick. No. And... While that's happening, Gene, the receptionist, finds his planner and mm-hmm. all of the murders scribbled in throughout. Yes. Like, the chainsaw, he's the has, axe. Yeah. All of all of the murders that he's committed are just doodles in his journal, in his planner. And he's like, that wasn't a joke. He's like, dude, I had dinner with Paul Allen the other night, and yeah. we were in Paris. Yeah. So now it's just evident that it was all in his brain. It was all imaginary. Potentially. I have a different take, but that's okay. I think some of them are real. I think the homeless man was real. For sure the homeless man was real, I'm pretty sure. And that just kind of spiraled. But at the same time, we we had a few moments where he was saying things that only we heard Mm -hmm. in conversation before that. Yes, he was. He was already psychotic. So... Everything is may or may not potential kill. It's left up to interpretation and it's meant to be. Yeah. So, yeah, but that's, and then it has some, like, Ronald Reagan, and basically he said, this confession has meant nothing. It's like the end of the movie. So what do you think? What is your take on the end? I don't think any of it is real. I think he is seriously just... Wackadoo? He's lost all reason. I think he was already losing his reason because he wasn't acting on his instincts. Mm-hmm. So he fantasized that he was, and his psyche broke. Okay. And could not... Handle everything in between. No. He couldn't handle the thought of actually doing it and the repercussions it would handle on his life. Okay. 
And, but it so felt good to him, thinking that he was doing it. Because mm-hmm. there's, I mean, yeah, the chainsaw is great and all, but, like, <laughs> nobody coming out and investigate. like, nobody was fucking home in a high-end apartment building. A lot of people mind their own business. That's, like, actually a thing, though. I know, but, like, not one person? It is Not so one person peek out? It's also, a, it's like, I don't know. I know. I'm just saying a lot of it I don't think is real. So, my take is that a good portion of this is real, but there are parts of it that aren't. So, I do think he killed Paul Allen. And I think he killed Paul Allen when whoever his lawyer was with was not Paul Allen. He just thought it was Paul Allen. Because nobody knows who each other are. He didn't even know that was Patrick Bateman. How is he supposed to know who Paul Allen is? None of them know each other's names or faces. They're all coke-addled brains. Like, but how was the apartment that he was using that was Paul Allen's being... I think that he that he did murder people there. And that whoever was selling it, because it was such a nice, high-rise building, they swept it under the rug so they wouldn't have it on their hands and they resold it so that they could keep their money. Okay. Okay. I don't think that whole sequence of him killing the security guards is real. I think that's all in his head. Um... So that I don't think was real, but I do think most everything else was people were murdered sort of thing. Okay. So our supposed kill count, 16 maybe kills. Okay. Dog included. I fucking hate that. I was so mad. Do you have any taglines? I do. They are. I think my mask of sanity is about to slip. I like this one. Killer looks. <laughs> no introductions necessary. Killer inside, and then from the controversial controversial bestseller by Brett Easton Ellis. Okay. Um, so I got fun facts galore. Oh boy. So, looking for a way to create the character, Patrick Bateman, um, Christian Bale stumbled onto an, a, a late night, a late show with David Letterman appearance with Tom Cruise, mm-hmm. um, and Bale saw Tom Cruise, he's like, there's really nothing behind the eyes, and he based a lot of his mannerisms on Tom Cruise, and Tom Cruise is mentioned in the book. I'm not <laughs> saying he's wrong, because he's not really. I mean, but I didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so during the shoot, Christian Bale was spoke a hundred percent in his American accent, mm-hmm. and once it all wrapped and they had the party, then he went back to his native British accent, and everybody thought that he was just preparing for another role, and thought that I the forget, American accent was real. I forget that Christian Bale is British. Right? Like, because he's done the Batman and the Batman, or just Batman, not the Batman, that Batman is Robert Pattinson, um, and that, I think, is American accent as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we forgot to mention how in this movie the iconic him, him having sex while flexing at himself in the mirror. Oh yeah, because a big thing. He can't even look at the women he's having sex with. He's got to watch himself. He's a full-on narcissist. Absolutely, most serial killers are. It's terrifying. <laughs> um, during the chainsaw scene, Christian Bale was happily, literally, ha- like happy to literally just. Hang out in between takes, just wearing a sock over his dick and some tennis shoes. No shit. Could you just imagine him in one of those, like, fold-out director chairs? Just dick out with a sock on, and he's like, sup. 
I would be like, I'm not, I can't look. I, would, would you look? You had to look. You would have you to had look. had to look. He was happy about it. It would probably help with the narcissistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, there you go. So, okay. Um, the single big, biggest cost of this movie were trying to get the rights to the songs. I mean, there's a lot of bangers. Whitney Houston refused to allow any of her songs in the movie, even though she's mentioned. I don't blame her. No, I don't either. Um, there is a sign at the end, uh, during the closing scene, uh, that says, this is not an exit. Those are the final words of the novel. Okay. Um, a majority of the dialogue is word for word from the book. Interesting, okay. So I guess it, it mirrors the book pretty heavily. Um, the head that appears in the refrigerator is actually the actress sticking her head through the refrigerator shell. I love that. Um... (laughs) <laughs> Christian Bale was warned by many people that this would be career suicide to lead in this role, but it oh. ended up doing the opposite and yeah. skyrocketed his career into more lead roles and out of supporting roles, um, which is how he managed to get, like, Batman and term- and got into the Terminator franchise. So, yeah. like... Is he good in this? Yes. I just don't like I think movie. it's the writing for you. Yes. It's the writing. Mm-hmm. And, like, the concept. I Not so much the it. concept, but, like, yeah. You I know. know exactly what you're talking The vibe. Yeah. The vibe is all wrong. You're, you don't vibe. No. So, the whoosh sound uh, during the, like, cards was um, s- just a slowed-down sound effect from a sword being drawn out of the sheath. Oh! So, every like time that. they would open up... It yeah, was they a, played cards in one scene, yep. Yep. Um, it, no, it's the business card. Oh, Every time that. they opened it, it was a slow motion. Okay, I kind of love that. Um, sword unsheathing. Yes. Um, the three-way sex scene with the two mm-hmm. prostitutes. Yeah. Um, they were, the, to prepare for that, Christian Bale and the director had watched a lot of X-rated tapes, and in order to, like, convey to the actresses the, like, positions, he just drew stick figures. <laughs> For the actresses oh my to like God. be like, this is what we're going to do. Instead of like making them watch it, he's yeah. like, we're going to do like doggy style. So he would do the stick figure and do the doggy. I still don't understand how that even worked. That threesome even worked in certain positions. It it could work if you're like strong enough. <laughs> you oh. need you need some upper body strength. <laughs> I'm not saying like your will is like you must you have to have muscles. For some of that stuff. Um, so, some of the scenes from the book were too gruesome and had to be toned down for the film. Yeah. Yeah, think? Yeah. So, uh, based on Psycho, already, like, the name and all mm-hmm. that, we already discussed that. Mm-hmm. Um, Brett Easton Ellis had received several death threats after the book was published. Mm. And that he had based Patrick Bateman off of his own father. Dude! Dude! <laughs> and, uh, during the infamous axe scene to Hip to Be Squared, when he moonwalks to the axe, that was improvised. I love that. Also, why do people send death threats to people? Like, why is that a thing? Because people are psychotic. Actual pe- psychotic people yeah, are true. like, I want to murder you. That is so shit. Like... What did that if it's not your jam, you? just don't watch just, it. Don't spend the energy on it. Leave it alone. Is it really hurting you? No. Exactly. So I got some nice, uh... Hey. So, 
a five-star review. Five stars for the brutal murder of Jared Little. <laughs> um, four stars. Patrick Bateman's horrified reaction when he saw his colleague's business card said it even was a, it even has a watermark. Was the most dramatic moment in all of cinematic history. It, it yes, because even reference that. Like the like one yeah, sweat drop. Mark. <laughs> it was very like, oh, 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 is he okay? Okay, he's not okay. No. So we've, we've covered our feelings, we've covered the fun facts. Let's grade this shit. Yeah. So Christine and I have five questions. You said that like the kid that gets hit with the basketball. Yes! <laughs> Christine and I have five questions that we score on a scale of 1 to 10 for a possible score of 50 each 100 total. It's a way for us to rank our movies. Alright, good horror movie. Three. Seven. I hate this. It has iconic stuff. I put a one originally and reevaluated. Okay. Hey, at least, you know, you can reevaluate. I don't I judge. Just, if I had to pick one word that describes this movie, distasteful. It's distasteful. It is. But at the same time, it did do stuff for the horror branch. Like, horror was dying out mm -hmm. in the 90s, early 2000s. Well, I mean, the 80s hit it hard. 80s hit it hard, and then 90s we had Scream. That was 96. But how much of the 90s was actually good? Like, I we don't had, know. I don't think we've really covered any. Because the 90s, like, everybody kind of rode off the high from the 80s. Mm -hmm. So we had nothing really new until, until Saw. Is that 2000? 2001? I thought 2000. It could, could be 2001, but I thought it was 2003 or something. Because it... It can't be 2001, actually. It's 2004. I'm like, I know it's... Because it was one every year. So, yeah, 2004. Which, we'll, we're going to cover Saw this year, we promise. I'm super excited. Um, But, really, that this movie was the top shit. For a couple years. For a couple years, until... Saw came out. Saw. Mm -hmm. Because we really didn't have much. Yeah, you're right. But Saw brought in a new version of the genre, a and new subgenre, yes. and then got people back on board. This is still a slasher. Yeah. It's not doing anything new, but at least it was still, quote unquote, good enough to be in it. You it's know? It's thought provoking. Yeah. <laughs> so, and it did something different. Mm -hmm. uh, how was the acting? Eight. Nine. It's very good. I mean, um, you have an all-star cast and yeah. you get all-star acting on yeah. it. Special effects? Eight. Ten? Mm-hmm. Nothing really bothered me. Um, compelling story, interesting twist. Two. Five. Yeah. Because, like I said, I don't like the ending. And you get lost in some parts. Yeah. Um, character development and writing? Six. Six. Yeah. So mine was a 37. And mine was a 27. So that is putting us at a 64, which is going to be in between the blob and killer clowns from outer space. The blob! I love that movie. <laughs> so, so our next theme provided next, to us by, by our friends. friends. We're covering sharks. <laughs> we're getting into Shark Week. It is almost Shark Week, ladies and gentlemen. And guess what? We're not going to do some stereotypical stuff. No. We are not doing Jaws, y'all, even though no. we haven't seen it. We're, big surprise. <laughs> we're going to save Jaws for like when we do some more classics. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, we, we've covered a classic recently, like Psycho. Yeah. So, we're gonna dabble in some ones that maybe not everybody has heard of, well, or like. Are we doing things my that pick interest? First, or are we, doing we might as well do your pick first. You, okay, we, so we just did a my pick. My pick is gonna be forty-seven meters down. 
I don't know when that's from. Because I literally put that like 10 minutes before we started recording, y'all. <laughs> we were like, sharks. What kind of shark movies do we I want? I literally was like, do I want that? It's 2017. I guess. We're, yeah. we're both covering some very recent shark movies. I want some good old nom-nom shark on a lake. Like, you know, if I were to say that I was, like, terrified of anything, it would be the ocean. That is fair, because the ocean is terrifying. Exactly. And we're coming off of the Titanic submersible right now. That was not planned, y'all. <laughs> I don't think. I think we no. chose this theme before that shit happened. Yeah. So, just saying, if we're gonna cover anything that actually, like, makes me and be like, not, not thanks. It's when we're deep in the ocean. Well, there's just, it's so... I sent Bobby, yeah. the boyfriend, yeah. a clip of a person getting ready to snorkel off of a boat, mm-hmm. went face down, and then was like, mm, nope, and backed the fuck up right as a shark was coming, and was like, hey! I was like... This is why we don't do the ocean. You can be chicken nuggy for sharks. He has big mouth. Girl, you skinny bitch. Yeah. You gonna get one. You fun size. Are you scared of swimming in the ocean? I'll stay on the beach. You're scared of swimming in the ocean? If, if we're in a really deep area of the ocean where I have no idea what's going to be underneath me and I cannot see the bottom, no thanks. I've swam over a shipwreck. Would that scare you? No. Okay, because you can still see it. If I can see the bottom and I, I have see- awareness of my surroundings, I'm fine. I mean, I couldn't see the bottom, but I could see the ship. That's fine. I knew that's it was fine. To if the I bottom. can see something below me, that's okay, fine. Okay. It's the idea of going leagues under the ocean that terrifies you me. You cannot pay me to go into a submarine. It's darkness. Oh. It's the darkness and not knowing what creepy crawly thing is going om nom on my face. Mine is you are in a, in something underneath that's enclosed I, and you can't get out. I'm, I'd am i be fine in a submarine. I don't think I could do it. It's too claustrophobic for me. I'm fine with any claustrophobic stuff. It's just the idea of me by myself. Swimming. Like you're talking like free, like diving kind of sort yeah, of thing. Di- okay. If I'm in the ocean and I cannot out swim... What can eat me? No. I don't have the upper body strength to try. <laughs> Same. I have noodle arms. So do I. It's okay. I got this flabby no, flap. No, stop. I have flabby flap. Look at that. It's fine. Look it's at just the... being normal. <laughs> Look at that. Gravity's doing this. She's upset because she has an arm. <laughs> <laughs> I have low flab on my arm. You don't. This one's fine. It's You're just, fine. It's the right arm. The right arm that... Ha- I'm surprised. You're right-handed. Jiggle, jiggle, jiggle. jiggle. <laughs> well, this one I was flexing a lot during the tattoo. Christy so <laughs> 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 strong <laughs> tattoo. <laughs> I'm so strong. I'm a strong girl. There is, like, there is a lot of fear associated with the ocean. We just don't know shit about the ocean. Exactly. Also... After the Titanic submersible, I forgot about how scary the ocean can be, just via, like, pressure and depth and... Uh, Again, that kind of shit's fine. I, I just... Do not put me alone in the dark ocean where I know I can't un- outrun, outswim. I can't outswim a shark. Can't outswim a shark. 
I can't do it. I'm not gonna. I'd just die. I'd be like, well, I hope he doesn't want me today. I hope I am not a snack. Most days I want to be a snack. Not today. Not for shark. I don't want to be a shark. shark. I don't want to be a potato for a shark. <laughs> I. I don't taste good, I'm sure. I've got too many Bath and Body Works lotions on my skin. At this point, I am walking around. I'm half Bath and Body Works. <laughs> half, half chocolate, like, honestly. <laughs> Chocolate's not good for sharks. You'll die if you eat me. Oh, my God. He will get sick. He will get so sick. I had Chucky Muffy. I did, too. That's so good. It's really good. Anyways, so that's my rant about the ocean. We'll talk more about the and ocean. And like, I didn't, I didn't used to have like that kind of fear. But as I'm getting older, if I were to, the idea of that, no. In high school, if I was given the chance to be in a cage around sharks, I probably would have done it. Oh my gosh! Me thinking about that now? No. No, you no. No, I See, risk averse. I was kind of like fearless mindset in high school you also get a little bit of that me like, now i'm getting too old you have the nothing can kill me mentality when you're 16 yeah and i'm almost 30 so i'm like mm, mortality no i'm good like you can't skydiving is one of those things i don't think i could ever do you can't get me out of the plane that's a problem I never really thought about skydiving. I know people that have, so... I'd be willing to if, like, a group of people were, but, like, it's not, like, on my bucket list. I will poop myself in the I'm plane. fine being on the ground. Stinky me. There's stuff on the ground for me to do. I don't need to be up there doing stuff. I'm very good at never doing that. I can just jump off into a pool. Look at me. I jumped. I don't even like die going off a diving I'm not you a have, strong swimmer. I should mention that. Are you scared of swim. heights or the swimming aspect? The heights. Okay. And how much it hurts when you go into the water. Because sometimes you don't go in the water like you're supposed to. See, my brother always enjoyed the belly flop. What? So, he would always have just red torso. Yeah, that hurts. And even with the red to- torso, he'd keep doing it. That tracks. Because it's but my dude, brother. that's weird. <laughs> no, I'm not a good swimmer, so I actually have a really tough time in open water that I can't stand in because I can't swim. And you're short, so you really can't go far. I like pools. <laughs> I like the pool. I like the shallow end of the pool and hot tubs. I like to sit in my carrot stew and just be a warm little potato. Christy and I have talked about this before. I'm not an outdoorsy individual. <laughs> no. We talked about it today. Kelly's going tent camping, you guys. We're going to have to hear how that goes in August. <laughs> I'm going to die. You're not going to die. <sighs> there's no sharks in the woods. You're fine. There's bears. The bears are fine. The bears are fine. You'll be fine. I'd rather hold hands with a raccoon. Okay. There's a raccoon cafe in Japan. We're going. Yeah. I'm sorry. Whenever we finally go to Japan. Yeah, whenever I can afford the ticket. Uh, we looked up, Matt and I looked up ticket prices to Japan. Holy crap. Nick, if you started listening to this, because he's my friend out in Japan, my boyfriend are coming and just staying with you for, like, a week. <laughs> it's 
It's expensive. Like, a round trip. It's more the flight ticket. that's expensive. Yeah. Matt and I were like, well, if, if there's ever a time to do first class, it'd be Japan. And then we looked that up. Mm-mm. That's, like, like so much money. It was, like, 15 grand a person. No, I'm ma'am. Like, what the heck? Maybe if I won the lottery. Is that a gamble. straight shot, or would there be layover, layovers That'd on the That'd be a pretty shot of Chicago, I think. Maybe. I can't. We were looking at this when we were in Aruba, so. Anyways, that's our spiel. That's our side conversation. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I went off on that tangent, too. It's Water fun. was relevant. Water was relevant. Um, If you like our artwork as much as we do. Yeah, go check out my sister Danny at Danny Draws Dragons over on Instagram and listen to our episode about Annihilation, where she guest hosts with us. And if you want to, you know, join in the conversation, let us know what movies we should cover, any themes you want us to cover, let us know how we're doing. We have a Facebook group, mm-hmm. at, uh, Unnerved, a horror movie podcast, and on Twitter, at Unnerved. You can DM us on Twitter, because it's a lot easier than tagging us. We will see the DM, and it's just easier for us to sort what, uh, what you guys send us. Mm-hmm. And if you want to see any spooky things that I'm doing, because haunt season's around the corner, and my makeup routine is starting to get, you know, pick up again, mm-hmm. um, you can follow me on Instagram at Lilith underscore Hilltopple. All the good stuff that we just mentioned is going to be in the description below. Yay. Um, anything else that we need to cover? Um. Plug? I'm asleep. I don't sleep either. It's hot. It's been toasty. Um, But anyways, we'll see you guys in two weeks for our shark theme. 47 meters down. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.